Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here for Classic Love Line, episode 517, from September 22nd, 1997, a Monday night show with guest Buck09, John Pebsworth, and Jonas Kleiner, both from the band, join the show for their Classic Love Line debut. A past guest makes an impromptu phoner, and this episode starts right as the opening MXPX intro music is winding down, but none of the opening show content is lost. Drew's getting prepared for his upcoming colonoscopy tomorrow, and the guys join them after the first break. This episode is a new edit and export of an old Colin file, so thanks to Colin for this one. It's missing the final segment, and it cuts off during the segment prior. This is the only known appearance of the band on Classic Loveline. There is one other incomplete source that wasn't worth using to patch in on this file. The audio wasn't up to snuff. There are no other tapes that have the missing pieces, but for now, it's about 95% complete. Please enjoy. As per usual, this recorded in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. But I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. I'm gonna ride you till you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Loveline's meant for an adult audience. Loveline may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yes, it is. Uh, I'm he, he is she, and the phone number, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Bucko9 will be our guest tonight. We had the pleasure of bringing these guys out on stage at Camp KOME in San Jose. What is that now, a week ago? Just about. A little over a week ago. A little over a week ago. Uh, nice guys. Crowd? Good crowd. All right, so they'll be in here after the break. And uh, what else is new? Drew's getting a colonoscopy. Yeah, I've never seen your eyes light up quite so much as when you heard that. <laughs> that really was uh, quite a moment for you, wasn't it? And it's funny you use the terminology. Um, yeah, they're giving me the full banana. <laughs> I said the. Did I say the? I think you said the full banana when mm-hmm. I was asking you about the extent of the work that they're going to do. The whole enchilada. <laughs> I'd rather take a banana than an enchilada, uh, personally. What are they going to do to you, Drew? What's the procedure? How's that go? You know what? I, I, I hate to say it, but my father just got done having a little work done downstairs there himself. Uh, very painful, so on and so forth. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? It's about time that I go in and get checked out. I told you. I've made I've it 30... Uh, I've uh, Please, Drew, don't... Well, I guess that is on the subject. 33 years I've made it without anything going into the bunk. And I'm really proud of that. It's a bit of a streak I'd like to try to keep alive. Yes. You know, um, it's, like, uh, it's like when, uh, you know, what's his name on the uh, Oreos? Oh, that's the problem with dealing with that. Cal Ripken Jr. It's just something you want to keep alive. You, you have any idea what I'm talking about, Drew? Talking about a hitting streak? No. Pitching streak? <laughs> Shooting, winning streak? You're not aware that uh, Cal Ripken Jr., set the record for most consecutive games played? Ah, no. Just it was all over everything about a year and a half ago? If you say so. Okay. Uh, taking uh, Lou Gehrig's record, it was a disease named after him. Perhaps I'm you've heard of, of him? Yeah, I've heard of that. Okay. You're familiar with the great shortstop, Oshkin Schlatter? <laughs> a little uh, medical humor there for the, for the kids at home. All right, so, Drew... Uh, 
Jeez, I think about how scary my job is that I have to turn to a guy and ask him about anything that has to do with American culture, and he just looks at me with a blank stare each night. You know that movie with uh, Darth Vader? Uh, what was the name of that movie again? It's just escaping me, Drew. Uh, Star Trek? Couldn't tell you. <laughs> Star Trek. Better. All right. All right, so what are they going to do? What is the procedure with the colonoscopy? You get cleaned out for a couple days. Mm -hmm. How does that work? Uh, liquid well, diet. Walk us through it. So it's just straight right. gin for two days? Liquid diet, and then uh, you take something called Go Lightly, which is the greatest misnomer of all <laughs> history, which is Go Like Hell is really what it should be called. And uh, you drink a couple, several gallons of that, and it just flushes through, and then you go to sleep. So two time. days of no eating any solid food. Right. Uh, just juice and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And that won't clean you out, though. Nope. Why not? There'll still be stuff in there? Yep. Stuff you ate from three days ago? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What about if everything's working, func uh, functioning you, you, properly? You've got to actually, it has to be spick and span in there to be able to see everything. Uh -huh. you know, it has to be clean, flushed. Yeah. You know, the way I do that is put liquid through or in. Right. It's like you're going uh, spelunking, and you don't want a bunch of stalactites and stalagmites uh, hanging off the cave. Yeah. Am I right? Or more like you want to see the stalagmites, and there's a bunch of moss and stuff on the cave. You want to All right, spray so it off. You clean yourself out. Yeah. And now you go in on Saturday. Yeah. And then what? Go to sleep and have somebody take a fire hose. and. Uh, now you just doze off on your own, or they actually they give, give you something? They give you something. Uh -huh. And they put you under. Yeah. And then they get up in there with a the camera. Yeah. Uh, just the camera or the crew? Is the crew going the crew with? stands outside. Oh, that's good. <laughs> they had to send the whole crew up there. All right, so uh, then they feed uh, a snake up there, right? With yeah. a camera lens on yeah. it, using the uh, fiber optic technology. Right. Correct. And how far does it have to go before it gets to the chamber? The chamber? You mean until it's all the way in? <laughs> yeah, until it gets to where, where they want to see it. Well, they want to see all the way along, but they're going to go as far as about nine feet. Are you kidding me? No. Are you? They do not go. They do not put nine feet of cable in your ass, Drew. I, I do a scope that's three feet, routinely. Those, that's the sigmoidoscopy. That's a common thing. You talking about on your wife? That's or? the first third of the of the colon. The next two thirds of the the remainder. And if you're going to go the whole way, oh my! Feet, and do they roughly? Do they work it in just like the Reuter guys do with the big uh, spindle cage and the half inch drill motor? No, it's just no. like a big hose. <sighs> You better hope they put you out before they unroll that nine foot. I've seen. I've done it on people. <laughs> Last time we used the, uh, we got to eleven foot with Burl Ives in 1971. That's been the record so far. All right, so they use the nine footer and they feed all nine feet up India. If, if roughly, is that as much tract as you have down there? Colon. I mean, as much colon as you have down there? Yeah. Oh. And then they look around. Yeah. And they take some pictures? Yeah. I mean, you're looking on, they, most of them now look on a video screen. Mm hmm. And just, you know, if they, you biopsy anything that's suspicious, that's the important thing. And uh, they wake you up when it's over. Yeah. And let's see, what other good questions do I have? Do you have to shave? No. No, they don't do that? Uh, well, in your case, <laughs> in order to get to the material, they, they need, you know, access. So. Right. All right, so uh, if you're excessively hairy down there, they'd have to take care of a little business. Have to do something. Uh, just a pruning, as you would say. All right, they feed that in, and then now, do you have any problems, or are you just getting a check? I've been sick. I've been sick since you were in Iowa. Right, but what's that have to do with the colon? That's what I've been sick with. Colon what? Pain. Really? Pain problems. How does that manifest itself? I may have that, too.
Maybe it's some of that uh, crampy casserole we ate in Iowa. <laughs> Could be. By the way, Iowa, a place where uh, the casserole was just introduced last month, by the way. You know how out here in, in California and L.A. especially, you haven't even heard the term casserole in many years? As a matter of fact, if someone says casserole, you think it's some kind of bizarre sexual... Or a historical reference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the top period piece. But uh, it's all the rage over there in Iowa. Drew and I had a lovely casserole. Uh, it's basically, here's what we'll do. We'll take some noodles, we'll mix it with lard and breadcrumbs. There, you got your casserole. I would sue the whole uh, state of Iowa if I were you, Drew. So how do you know when you have colon pain? Abdominal pain and diarrhea. Oh, oh, yeah. But you've not been gassy. No. You've been very discreet if you have. Okay, so uh, they're going to check. Thank you for noticing. They're going to check it out. Now, how often should you get checked out if you're, let's say, over um, 35? One of the reasons I am getting checked out more, you know, we're sort of compelled to do this, is there's a lot of colon cancer and colon polyps in my family. No. And so, uh, you know, and I've been a little bit anemic and stuff. So it's just, it's just important to do that. Mm-hmm. I, so, so at 40, probably people with a strong family history should be checked. Everybody else should be checked every three to five years after 50. Mm-hmm. Everybody. All right. What about by 33? No, you're fine. I shouldn't get checked? Don't they say you should have a... You should get checked with this. With the finger? Yeah. Your finger? I noticed you're no. holding up. No. Just anyone's finger? No. Why? What are they looking for with the finger? The prostate and blood and uh, anything, any rectal tumors and things. You know, one time I went uh, over to eat at my grandmom's house with my uh, stripper girlfriend. She had a couple of bottles of Chardonnay, and she was trying to talk my stripper girlfriend into checking me out. What? Oh, yes. I mean, she wasn't... Now, this is a story I've never heard. Well, she, and, you know, she always tells me she listens to the show. <laughs> Helps her fall asleep, she says. But... She and Grandma, if you're listening, you know I'm not lying here. She was not convincing her to do it, but she said, "You know, I've heard that uh, that is something that a woman can do for a man, and that a partner can check out a man, and it can be quite pleasurable as well." Is this true, Drew? I, I've never made that recommendation. But could a layman uh, no. put their hand in your no. ass? No. Why not? Because you have to know what you're feeling. Yeah, you but you felt a lot of them. If if you. Stripper girlfriends feel a lot of prostate. Yeah, but if a guy can check out his uh, girlfriend's breasts and feel for lumps, why no, couldn't a woman I, put I, her I, finger in your butt? <laughs> Jesus, Mike, you scared me. Mike's got a new sound effect. I, I wouldn't consider that an adequate examination. Or okay. the beginning of an adequate exam. All right. All right, Grandma. <laughs> All right, buck on... trying to convince your girlfriend to do something. I, I think she was. Weird. Uh, buck on... <laughs> Oh, believe me, I'm going to hear that earful tomorrow when she calls. Yes, Your Royal Highness. Jonathan. Yes. Hey, you're, uh, you're 25. Sadly. Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> you know, my uh, I was out to dinner with my grandma and my dad the other night, and my grandma says, you know, I, I always hear you harping uh, about me and your mom. You never say anything about your dad. How come? And I said, <laughs> I like him. <laughs> And then she got really pissed. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, I love your show, man. I've been listening for a while, and I've, I've always been real impressed. Um, I, just, should I just go? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, I met a girl named Michelle back in July. Uh, we started in a very deep, intense relationship. Uh, kind of stole her away from her boyfriend, who was unattentive and was not very good with her five-year-old son. Mm-hmm. You work with her? No. Was it no, his five-year-old son? Met, huh? Was it his five-year-old son? Well, no, it was from, from her marriage. She's still married, but she's getting okay. divorced. She's been separated yeah, for just, just that history, just what you've told us so far, I don't know what the problem is yet, 
but I, I just don't know. Are you aware how crazy the circumstance is? Oh, oh, it gets better. Uh, well, but the point is, I mean, to put this in the context of it was this deep, loving, caring relationship. No, yeah, it, it couldn't have been. Well, it may no, have been intense, and it may have been wild, and it may have been a lot of things. It was, it was well, I also, it was passionate, and it was intense. Sure. Hold on. Uh, which, is, which, is a, which is basically right. a, 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 a fantasy of sorts. Sure, quiet down for a second. Uh, Let me try to find something out. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. She has a five-year-old son with the husband that you got her no, away from. She has a five-year-old son with a husband who she's still is, married with. Her and husband's in the military in Korea. Wants nothing to do with her or the son. Sure, that's so she says. And okay. uh, she's gone through various relationships. She was um, shacked up with a boyfriend. Oh, okay. Came along. All right. Treated her with love and respect. Blah blah blah. Okay. Uh, How old is she? She's 22. Mm. Was your mother or father alcoholic? Um, father not in the picture. Never knew him. No, yours. Yours. My father. Yeah. My father's a rabbi. He's a good guy. Your dad's a <laughs> rabbi. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy, actually. He's a real. Actually, good guy. rabbis are good. My dad's a good guy. I love Priests are scary, but rabbis are good. You never hear about the rabbis molesting anybody. <laughs> no. Why is that? Because um, they're allowed to sleep with their wives? I don't know. Not a bad point. Um, anyway, it gets better from here. Um, this boyfriend went off on a long road trip, so he was out of the picture, which took some pressure off. Um, her roommate kicked her and her son out because her roommate's family, father and sister, were coming in from Arizona. Uh, so she ended up moving in with me, all three of, of us, in my bedroom um, at a townhouse I share with friends. Oh, boy. Um, as it is, we're, we're freaks. Uh, we're both in the goth industrial scene. I met her at a club called Tracks. Yeah, what, no, I'm just trying to what's up with you? What, what, what's up with me? Yeah, um, he's in the goth and industrial scene. Yeah, I'm a pretty mellow guy. I mean, I work as a night security guard. Oh, you are now. breaking your rabbi dad's heart, i got to tell you, Jonathan. <laughs> he had such plans for you. Such plans uh, they had for the boy. Oh, even worse than a musician, so. Oh, he's this close to killing himself. <laughs> oh, he is breaking his heart. Is your what? mom Jewish, too? Uh, yes. Oh. They're actually pretty cool. They're, they're pretty mellow, and they, they're very accepting of, of uh, my choices in life. They're very supportive. Mm. Um, I, I count myself very lucky with all the people I know who've had all the messed up childhoods mm. who have uh, gone through, through hell. Uh, I, I count myself very lucky. All right. He's not uh, trying to uh, hide the moths in your ass uh, during yeah. the Seder? I was, I was an ADD child myself. The, uh, ah. the child, by the way, is ADD, ADHD, actually. Mm -hmm. I was Ritalin until I was 12, and I've been on every other medication since then. Uh, including okay. Prozac, I was. Uh, that's a whole other story. Okay. But um, but I'm a very aware, I'm very in touch with my things. I'm in therapy. I've I've uh, uh, okay. taken care of myself pretty well. Uh, okay. Uh, anyway, it gets better. Um, pressure got started getting tense. We had to find a place to live by October first because my roommates do not like kids. Um, long and short of it is, um, she started getting very stressed over money, uh, over where we were going to live, and. The other night, she went to a club. I work, as I said, nights as a security officer. Uh, she went to this club, ran into a friend of mine, started talking about her stress, suddenly got her head together, and also that night her ex-boyfriend came back in town. Needless to say, um, she dumped me uh, and is going back out with this boyfriend and right, worse your, off. What's your question? Well, there's, he's living at my house right now until the first. I'm trying to figure out what I need to do. He is living at your house? He's li living in my house. In fact, last night, him and her and this other girl Jonathan, of theirs are sleeping in my bed. Uh, you, this, uh, uh. Jonathan gets the award for the most codependent human being I've ever spoken to. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I've yet to speak to somebody that will... will well, a couple, I guess. Drew talks anyway. to a lot of codependents, too, yeah. Jonathan. I mean, please. 
You don't have to put up with this crap. It's totally well, crazy. I mean, I've, I've kind of come to terms with it and the fact that... Why is he... Forget all these intellectualizations. It's not coming to terms. It's well, BS. You, I realize you... that I don't need her if she's like this. Look, she's gone. She's history. <laughs> she has made her choices. She's yeah. gone. I feel sorry. I feel devastated for that well, child that she has to live uh, in that chaos. The problem but... for me is that the child, Eric, is desperately looking for someone to be a uh, father figure. He's, well, he's but Jonathan, him. you're saving everybody. And is there anybody you're not taking I, care I, of out there in the world? Hmm? Is there anybody you're not taking care of out there in the world? You're saving you're, yourself. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Good I'll answer. I, right. I just... Jonathan, listen yeah. to me. We can yeah. hear the confusion uh, um, being uh, oozing from your pores. Yeah. Uh, you made a mistake with this woman. She's not a good woman. She's very confused. She's very troubled. Unfortunately, that's what attracted you to her. You're going to look back at her leaving you as one of the greatest days of your life uh, in, in hindsight because this woman is a handful miss. and a yeah. half. Yes. I guess, I guess the nickname should have let me know right off the bat. Which uh, was? Her nickname is Psycho Twinkie. All right. Oh. Of course, mine is Evil Boy. So. All right. Well, mine's Chocodile. So we all have her. Or <laughs> crosses to back. Drew, you never heard of a Chocodile? No. Okay. I used to love those. All right. Jonathan, yeah. I'm done with you. Get rid of her. Move on and stop worrying about ways to get her yeah, back. I, oh, I, and listen, let me say this, by the way. Uh, all moms that are into the goth slash industrial scene uh, with five-year-olds, uh, that's enough. Stop. Stop. You got a kid. <laughs> You're into the goth and industrial scene, uh, and you go home to a five-year-old. Please. This, is, this nonsense is for kids. Goth and industrial. You should grow out of this by the time you're in junior high, for Christ's sake. Maybe if you're stupid, tenth, uh, eleventh grade, but certainly not with a five-year-old. Well, you sort of relinquish your right to be a kid when you have a kid. Would yes, you say? yes, and I would say being into the goth slash industrial well, scene is the pinnacle of being a kid. When you say when you're a mom or a dad, you shouldn't be in any scene. Yeah, you know what you're seeing. You should be on the cleaning and weaning scene. Cleaning slash weaning, not goth slash industrial. Wow. <laughs> I got to write a book. Andrea. Yeah? You're 17. Um, I have a question for Dr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. Um, I'm a first-year med student, and I'm about six years younger than the rest of the people in my class. How did that happen? I don't know. My parents. Would you go to college when you were 14? Um, 13. Wow. What's That's got to be interesting. I had a, there was a 12-year-old in college when I was in college. Really? I was wondering what kind of an emotional impact that would have. I mean, you really don't get any peers, do you? No. How, how do you date? How you, how, she's in medical school with a bunch of 21-year-olds, 25, 23-year-olds even. Are you Asian? No. Really? Wow. I thought only Asian people made it to uh, college when they were 13. I'm not Asian. Okay. Um, Saturday night, I went to a party so that I could meet people, and... Um, Someone gave me a drink, and about 20 minutes after I finished it, I was, like, really sick to my stomach and dizzy, and I could barely stand up. And I started to walk back to my dorm room, and I could barely walk, so this guy offered to help me. And that was probably around 1 a.m., and I woke up about 10 a.m. Um, in a park, and I don't remember what happened. Hmm. Well, uh, you, you, was there sex involved, or you have no idea? I'm pretty sure there was. There uh -huh. was? Yes. You were raped? Have you been to the emergency room? Um, not to have anything else like that. Um, I was having problems breathing, so I went and I had four broken ribs. Four broken ribs? Yeah. Wait a minute, and you didn't have a forensic examination to check out the document, the rape? No. 
Andrea, now, I, I know you're only 17, but you're a first-year medical student, okay? Go to an emergency room. Report this to show, through social services in the ER. Get the proper forensic data collected. Get this taken care of. I don't know what... I, I'm worried also, by the way, that you have got some significant medical problem here, like an ulcer or gastritis or something else that might have caused you to uh, have an altered sensorium. I mean, you're, I think you're building a case that somebody had uh, done something to you or slipped something to you. I, I'm not clear that this is not a, a separate medical issue that was sort of brought to the surface by alcohol exposure. Well, wait a minute. You're saying that somebody slipped you a Mickey, though, aren't you, Andrea? That's what she's suspecting, but she was vomiting. She may have been de volume depleted. I mean, all kinds of things can happen. Well, is, w was the guy you met, uh, the, uh, the same guy was at the party with you? Um, I don't remember. I didn't know who it was, and I don't remember, like, a face. I just, like, know he was tall and had dark hair. Go to the emergency room. Go now. Get the proper help, the proper evaluation. This, this could be more than what you think it is. I mean, this could be a separate medical issue. I mean, no, but did, Drew, why are you, look, so, she, she why you stuck on this? Why not just the rape part? Because that's part of what will be done. That she will meet the police. I know, but she why do you the think there's some... Exam. If some guy put, like, a roofie in her drink, why do you, we don't why know do you that, think there's a medical problem? Because she, she... Look, here's the story. She has some alcohol. She gets sick and vomits and gets lightheaded and then gets confused and then becomes unconscious until the next morning. That does not... That is not the roofie story. It isn't? No. Uh, that is not anything story. That that is something's going on medically until proven otherwise. I mean, could she have had a seizure? Yes. Could she? Have, I mean, could she have had a cardiac disturbance? Yes. Could she have had an infection? Yes. I mean, these are all potential. Uh, I mean, could there be something else going on medically that's not expressing itself? Yes. It needs to be evaluated. Okay. Okay. All right, all right Andrea. Good night. And then and then the rape issue needs to be managed as well, and that uh, can be done through the emergency. Uh, see, I mean. You can be um, academically able to go. Uh, see, I don't know if I'd want my kid going to college at 13 or 14 years old. I no mean, way. it's just, uh, you know, it, there's a big difference between 19, 20 and 13, 14 in terms mm -hmm. of uh, where you're at. I mean, a lot of guys just go to college to get laid or to get drunk and get laid. I mean, let's face it. You, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they'd see anybody on campus and figure they're fair game, right? I mean, you don't think of underage people being on campus. Yeah, okay. The Dr. Drew uh, School of Radio, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of head nodding and occasionally a raised brow. I see you, Mike. Karen. Yes. You're 17. Yes. You have large breasts? Yes. What size? Um, I'm a 36D, but um, I'm a really full D right now when I kind of keep going. Really? Yeah. How big's the rest of you? Just because it's important. I'm pretty proportional. I mean, mm. I go like... Um, mm. My measurements are 39, 28, 38. Mm -hmm. So you're, um, you're curvaceous. Yeah. Uh-huh. How tall are you? Um, I'm 5'5". Five five. All right. And so you're, uh, you're, uh, you're a lot of woman. Yeah. Yeah. And you have a question about breast uh, reduction, do you know? Yeah. Okay. We will How get... big is your butt? All right, hold on. Oh, that was me. That's great. All right, hold on, Karen. We will get into the uh, breast reduction. I will be uh, taking the argument of uh, Khan. Uh, Drew will be uh, for the pro side. And Buck09 will be in here as well, all after this. Okay. Hi, I'm Dr. Drew. And, of course, it is winter and cold weather's here, and it's getting even colder. And for some of you, that means dry, itchy, so-called winter skin. 
Now, instead of using the same old anti-itch product this winter, consider using something new. It's called Tricom. A recent study showed that it is more effective at reducing itch than 1% hydrocortisone, which is what you get over the counter. Tricom works on skin irritation, and be sure it is, in fact, just irritation. If there's any question, of course, see your physician to make sure it's not a significant medical or dermatological condition. Tricom is backed by the itch-free guarantee. If Tricom does not stop your itch, you can mail them the empty tube, and you'll get a full refund. Now, if you have this so-called winter skin, get a tube of Tricom for your medicine cabinet, your car, your desk at work. It can help. It's guaranteed itch relief that is more effective than hydrocortisone with none of the potential side effects of steroids. Find the white and blue box in the anti-itch aisle at Walmart, Walgreens, and CVS Pharmacy. Hi, this is Kelly from the Sneak Pimps, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carella and Dr. Drew. <laughs> <laughs> This is uh, that was definitely one of those uh, had to be here kind of kind of jokes, but uh, we'll just uh, I'll I'll see if I can do what just happened justice. Although it's one of those things that real funny to those who experienced it and uh, kind of uh, anticlimactic to those who are uh, who it's described to. Anyway, uh, John and uh, Jonas are here from Bucko Nine. Hi guys. Hi. Hey. I don't know if you uh, just experienced what happened there, but yeah. tomorrow. Uh, well, I'll I'll be real quick, and then day we'll get tomorrow. into uh, Bucko Nine. Day day after tomorrow, uh, Olive, the band Olive, is coming in here. I said to producer Ann, um, I don't know uh, what song Olive does. Producer Ann said, Sure you do. K Rock plays it uh, quite a bit. A lot of other stations play it, and um, I'm sure you've heard it. And I said, uh, Well, I, I don't know. And she said, Well, why don't I play it? And I'm sure it'll sound familiar. And I said, uh, Well, that'd be great fully expecting uh, for it to sound familiar because I, I never know the names of the bands. I can't hook them up to the song sometimes, and I can't even hook up the name of the song to the song I like. Right. I thought Taking Care of Business by BTO was Taking Care of Pistons for many years. <laughs> so the point is that she goes in and plays the Olive song, and I haven't heard it. It sounded to me like uh, Sarday uh, meets <laughs> uh, Cool in the Gang or something. But Until all of a sudden. It's this real mellow thing, and then all of a sudden... And we have it up on the uh, on the speakers in here in the studio, and all of a sudden it transitions into something that sounds familiar—a musical riff. And I look at Drew and Ann, and we're we're listening to the whole song, trying to pick out, "Well, is this familiar or not?" And then all of a sudden we both go, "Oh yeah, oh no, we know this part. This part sounds real familiar." And then I said to Drew, like an idiot, "You know what, Drew?" That's the part we use to lead in out of commercials. <laughs> and then uh, we heard the drop and realized, hey, it was the part we lead into, and it had nothing to do with Olive. But, right. Mike, how did you do that transition so smoothly? He must have potted one down and came right up with the other. It wasn't, wasn't any abrupt change, right. and it just sounded like more of the same song. So, again, uh, boring and tedious if uh, you're listening to me tell the story, but uh, kind of weird in here. All right, so uh, let's get back to uh, Buck 09. Uh, fa, 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 fa. where do I want to start? Okay, so how many people do you think were out there? We brought them out on the second stage at KOME, and I know that uh, doesn't sound thrilling, but you got to understand this second stage uh, that they had at the Camp KOME a couple weekends ago was bigger than many first stages. They basically had 
a chain link uh, portable fence that was put up, a temporary fence, and it probably could have held fifteen hundred people, but there must oh, have been there must easily. have been twenty five hundred yeah, yeah. packed into a very small area, and they uh -huh. had a cool stage. And you guys, uh, we brought you guys on, and the yeah, crowd cool. the crowd went ballistic. They loved you guys. Oh yeah, no, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> they were kind of Luke. They're kind of lukewarm for Buck 09, but they really went nuts when I hit the stage. Everybody. <laughs> That no, was but a dysfunctional stage. I was, uh, I, I, I was, and who else was on the second stage there? Because it was a real yeah. strong lineup. Yeah, it was cool. It was like um, MXPX played, um, Less Than Jake, Blank, Blank 182. 182, and um, Real Big Fish. Right, which and is us. a which is a first stage in a lot of a lot of uh, could markets. Be, yeah, could have been. And I was saying to somebody uh, from KOME, I can't remember who, maybe the van drivers. We were being whisked away. I said. You know, the other, the main stage, obviously there's, you know, 18, 20,000 people, but they're kind of spread out and you can see some bare seats. And even though it was a big audience or you're playing to a larger audience, it certainly didn't have the same sort of rock and roll feeling and atmosphere yeah. than a bunch of people just packed into a smaller area did. So I thought that was, uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was awesome. Definitely. It was so fun. And you guys are then going out with, uh, I'm told, Primus. Mm -hmm. And that starts, well, when when do you do the Smash Mouth thing? Um, the Smash Mouth thing actually is going to start not until, uh, like, November, I believe. It's, like, November 4th or 5th, something like that. So what, you're going out with Primus immediately, then? Immediately, yeah. Starting Thursday, we start with Primus for, like, a month. And then uh, that takes us up to, like, uh, this thing we're going to go do Japan. And then we're going to come back and do Smash Mouth in, like, November. Are you doing Japan? Oh, you're doing Japan with Primus? No, we're doing Japan on our own, actually. Oh, okay. We're doing Japan with this band from Chicago called the Blue Meanies. They're kind of like a ska core band. Drew, do you know what the reference the Blue Meanies are? Yellow Submarine. Oh, I, I had yes. A life, I had a life yeah. before 1978 yes. or so. That's right. Uh, back when others, when our listeners weren't born, Drew had a life. Drew knows all the references to our unborn listeners. That's right. <laughs> uh, anything current, he's uh, at the lunch. <laughs> so that's true. All right. So uh, so going out to uh, now when you go and play Japan, and uh, mm -hmm. this may be uh, naive slash insulting, but do they know you guys over there? Yeah, are they actually, all? Are they waiting? Actually, yeah. We um, well, we were asking ourselves the same question the first time we went over there, which was last year. And we went over there, and to our surprise, yeah, they knew, they not only did they know us, but they knew our songs, and they were singing our songs back in English. You know, like and we were they on, didn't even speak good English at all. <clears throat> yeah, they spoke horrible English, but they could sing the hell out of some Buck Nine lyrics. You know, <laughs> I, I, I just, it, it, it just popped into my head, but think about this. American culture wouldn't really put up with that. I mean, the Japanese or Asian cultures and European to some degree, are really into American stuff. Right. Like Japanese love a pair of Levi 501s in a big Cadillac. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But we're not all waiting in line for a dim sung and, uh, you know, um, uh, um, uh, ground up a rhino horn for an aphrodisiac. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, here's what I mean is you guys can go over to Japan. Uh -huh. I mean, you're not a huge American band. No. You're up and coming. Yeah. People people know who you are. Yeah. But it's not like, you know, it's not like, you know, I, I don't know, the who or something is going right. over there. A band the size of Buck 09, and again, don't take this the wrong way, from Japan could not come to the States and have everyone, you know, waiting, uh, waiting at the docks for the boat <laughs> to come in. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Damn. Yeah, this is good. It means you get to go around and play. <laughs> I hope you guys understood no, what I, I was totally saying. Understand. I totally understand. All right. Well, just to show you uh, that I am a nice guy, I want to hear uh, my take town. One, they, no, no. The one you, call first, then my Oh, oh that? No, 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 no. I, I, Anne, were you trying to say something? 
I don't. I can't hear you. None of us good. Okay, here's the deal. I want to play my town because uh, what we do here on Loveline is uh, a lot of the times uh, people know the songs and they know the band name, but like me, they don't sync the band name up to the song. And uh, that way we'll play this and everyone will go, oh yeah, I like that song. And then they'll equate that with Bucko Nine and uh, they'll give you your due respect after that. Sorry. All right, so, Mike, you got it? You got my town queued up? Here it is, Bucko Nine. All right, is that it? That's it. Buck 09 <laughs> off of the uh, 2018 <laughs> CD with uh, My Town. A, uh, and I am, uh, I'm not going to get in all the, uh, uh, ref, you know, the um, No Doubt and all that junk, but I'm just glad to have horns back in popular music. Yeah, cool. I love horns, always yeah. did love horns. And as a matter of fact, my whole thought with the horns is, especially when you see a band live, like, if you see a band do a song that you've never heard of before, you know it's kind of a bummer when you see them do it live. Yeah. Like a band you're really into comes out and does a new album that hasn't been released yet, and they right. don't do any of the good stuff right, or right. the old stuff. If they got a full horn section, all's forgiven, because <laughs> I can get into it. Yeah. But if it's like bass, drums, and a guitar, yeah, forget it. Yeah. I love the horns, Drew. Same. Really? Yep. Drew digs the horns. All right. We'll be back uh, to talk more to uh, Bucko Nine, and uh, we will finish off with who, who was it? Karen with the large breasts. All after this. Loveline will be right back. Loveline will be right back after we kill the singer. Oh, no. Go ahead. Sorry. This is Dr. Drew for True Car. Everyone is talking about transparency these days, a word you hear a lot, because people want it. So when it comes to making a big purchase, like perhaps buying a new car, you expect some transparency in the buying process. This is a process that gives you the confidence to know you're getting the fair deal, right? So you can really look at all the details. To understand the power of transparency, you need to check out True Car and True Car's mobile app. True Car not only can configure the car you want and how you want it, but you can see what others actually paid for the same car you're looking for. Down to the zip code, so right in your area, you see the very same car. So you know what you can expect to pay for the car you want. Pretty transparent, right? And once you decide on that car, you can lock in guaranteed savings on an average over $3,000 off MSRP. Then you're connected with a trusted True Car certified dealer that will honor your savings without any negotiation, no shenanigans. So when you're ready for a new, transparent car buying experience, save time, save money, and never overpay. Download the True Car app today. This is Aaron, Scott, and Tavis, and we're Real Big Fish. You're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. <laughs> uh, huh? All right. <laughs> yes, you is. Uh, John and Jones are both here tonight from Buck 09. Name of the CD is 28 Teeth, and we'll probably hear something else off of that CD as the night wears on. Uh, now, as promised, though, we got to get back to 17-year-old Karen, who um, has a question about her breasts. Who's him? Karen? Yes. So... Let me just get this straight. You have a uh, 36D, mm -hmm. and it's still growing. Yeah. And the rest of you is growing, too, though, right? Um, uh, yeah, probably. So, Going pretty good. So you're... you're um, I stay at the same height, though. That kind of sucks, but anyways. You seem to stay at the same height. Is that what you said? Yeah. Uh, what is the question? 
Um, I was wondering, because um, I get a lot of, like, lower back pain and stuff, mm-hmm. and um, I talked to my mom, and she assumes it's from uh, my breasts. And, I don't know, I get, a, like, a lot of lewd comments and stuff at school. And it's not just from guys my age. It's, like, guys older than me, too, and it really kind of disgusts me. How about, like, faculty? No, not faculty, but... Okay. But th- this is something you're going to have to learn to deal with. I mean, this is the way okay. some men are, and it's an unfortunate thing. And, it's, and I was it's, wondering if, like, maybe I should, like, consider, like, breast reduction don't, or, like, stick don't, it out for a while. Yeah, wait wait a while till, till you've had some time with this and know whether or not it is something you can deal with or want to deal with or like. Right. And as far as the physical problems go, if they become really an issue, then obviously it's something you're going to want to pursue, but the time will tell on that. I mean, the more... The more significant pathology typically is in the upper back and neck and shoulders. Mm-hmm. And uh, if that really starts to get to you, yeah, then, then it's something to do. Yeah. Karen? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Don't take this the wrong way, but you, you described yourself as a curvy gal. Yeah. Could you, could you lose any weight? Um, I've, I've lost, like, a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty happy with, like, my... My belly, and um, I lost, like, a little bit of weight on my hips. I didn't lose any on my chest. Which no, you didn't? No. Mm. <laughs> I lost a lot of my thighs and my belly, and I'm happy with it. It's a very positive yeah. trend, by the way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm just saying if, uh, you know, if you're overweight, you probably want to shed the pounds first and then see what happened to the breast, because women are always complaining that the breast... Uh, thank God a man's penis doesn't shrink when he loses weight. <laughs> Imagine Hallelujah. we'd be at the uh, Shakey's buffet right now, boys. <laughs> no possible way I would even think about not uh, eating anything at that point. Karen, yes, has that ever happened to a man? Man's penis gets larger when he loses weight. Just the optical illusion. Yeah, yeah. K- Karen, yeah, yeah. So I want you just to live with it a little bit longer. Okay. As far as uh, guys uh, liking the breasts, oh yeah, they like them a lot. All right, but let me give you my speech. Because uh-huh. I think there's a lot of logic here. As a okay. breast man, I feel, uh, I feel uh, compelled to defend other breast men. Um, guys are into women, especially guys in your high school, at the high school age, but for many years past high school, are into women because of physical attributes. Yeah. A woman has, uh, you know, I mean, why are guys into Elle McPherson? Uh, I'll tell you why. Because she's 6'3 and is amazing looking, Right. I mean, isn't that why guys are into Cindy Crawford or whoever it is guys are into or anyone on Baywatch? I mean, they're into them because they have a beautiful ass and beautiful eyes and beautiful legs and sometimes beautiful boobs and what have you. Right? Right. Now, why is it such a crime for a man to pick out a particular um, part of a woman's anatomy? If a woman had beautiful piercing blue eyes or, or beautiful big uh, pouty lips or, 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 you know, velvety smooth uh, skin or, you, you know, whatever it is a guy's into. If a guy's into that, he's fine. There's no problem there. But if he's into the breast, all of a sudden he is uh, some sort of um, uh, fugitive from justice. It's a little no, more. That's it's, not true. It's more, it's more over. Aha. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. That's not true? No, I, it's not that. Oh, they're a part of me. I mean, I like. Having them noticed, I mean, I like... Now we're getting somewhere. ...that people like it. <laughs> right. But, um, I don't know, I kind of want people, like, to see the whole picture. Right. And yeah, the, but they the, never but, they but, never see the whole picture when yeah, you're 17. Yeah, I get, like, the lewd comments. I get, like, um, derogatory, like, type ways. I don't get, like, compliments. Mm. I mean, I do get compliments, but not as many as I get, like, hey, baby, type of things. 
All right. All right. I will admit that the brass will bring on the lewd comments a little. Uh, and, it, and it breaks my heart to have other brass men ruining it for us. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. they love brass, too. But now they're forcing her uh, under the surgeon's scalpel because they can't keep their damn lewd comments to themselves. It's also it's more overtly sexual, and it's objectifying the person. Right. I mean, she doesn't get a chance to be felt worthwhile as a human being it says this object yeah but having and being six foot two and uh, right, tan and beautiful is yes, objectifying but, the but, person but, too but you know they those people usually don't come into their own so to speak until they're an adult and already have some sense of themselves mm, i don't know i remember a lot of hotties from junior high <laughs> uh, minus the boobs and what I'll happened to them when they were by the time they're 20 crack whores <laughs> <laughs> just sound like the right answer at the time well plus men have that oedipal complex going on right is not what it's called. It's you mean where they want to get back the to the want to get back yeah. to the breast? Yeah, yeah, if you look Especially at it, if you're only 16 years old, you know. Yeah, there is the whole uh, symbolic side of the breast that I try not to delve too much into. <laughs> <laughs> it ruins the whole masturbatory thing for me. Uh, Tiffany. Yeah. You're 19. Yes, I am. You're on with Bucko Nine. Hi, everybody. Hey, what's up? Hey. Okay, I have a question. Um, I got my period when I was 12, and a few years ago, I noticed kind of a dark discharge when I wasn't on my period, and I went to a nurse practitioner a while ago, and she said it was just old blood, mm -hmm. but that didn't sound too comforting because I hadn't had it before, so I was wondering if you could kind of help me out a little bit. Well, yeah, that's what it is, is old blood. That's what it is, so yeah. there's nothing I need to worry about? Not typically. I mean, are you on a pill or anything? No. I mean, it, it suggests either that there's something that... Um, for whatever reason, sort of stays in the vagina and doesn't come out till later, mm -hmm. or some some part of the uterine lining that you're shedding later. Um, okay. In either case, it's not that big a deal. It's just a mid-cycle blood. Uh, it's common. Do you use tampons, or what do you do when during your period? Tampon. Uh, is there any chance of something? How, no, that wouldn't be... How long have you been having What, this what do you want to, you want her to use? Like a squirrel's tail or something? No. <laughs> what do you think she uses during a period? Kotex. She could use. All right, All right don't smart off, Drew. Uh, Stay those free. new things. Haven't you seen those right. new things? <laughs> yes, Your Highness. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but this one's got wings. I love those commercials. Um, how long has this been going on for again? Maybe about three years, two or three and Are years. you sexually active at all? No, I'm not. Okay. So it's probably nothing. I mean, it, it's if you're on any medication, it's it's worthwhile looking into that. It's potentially contributing. If uh, you haven't had general physical, make sure your thyroid function is normal. This sort of thing is also appropriate. All right, Drew, we're not taking your next uh, riddling call, okay. for Christ's sake. You're All turning right. this to uh, some sort of medical show. Please, we're trying <laughs> to have a good time here. James, uh, you're 15. Oh, uh, yeah. Dark Jitch Discharge, by the way, would be a good name for a horror movie, if you think about it. Or a band. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Dark punk. Discharge. Like a death metal band? Yeah. Dark, Dark Discharge. <laughs> <laughs> Live at the Roxy. James. Yeah. Playing with, I really with spotting. <laughs> or with a mighty sphincter. <laughs> it's a triple bill. It's Dark Discharge, spotting, and the mighty sphincters. <laughs> and, and, the, and the cramps. Yeah, the yeah. cramps and old blood. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. The cramps are going to be on this show, aren't they? That's right. Really? Yeah, Thursday. Oh, right I wonder, interior. wonder where Drew got that one. All right, James, what's going on? Yeah, all right. Um, <laughs> like, like, Hold on a second. What happened? I'm putting him on hold for the teenage attitude. <laughs> it only takes so much time sass out. from 15 year olds. A little time out. What did he say? He just uh, shot a little sass our way, Drew. He didn't pick up on it. But the the Bucko Nine boys did. Yeah, don't talk back <laughs> to your elders. Matt? Yes. You're 26. Hey, guys, how you doing? Hey. Good, how are you, man? Pretty good. 
good question for uh, both uh, Buck09 uh, and uh, the uh, two of you. Mm. All right. Now, there's been a lot of uh, reporting on how you know these manic depressants are using um, you know, Prozac or whatever kind of drug. And all this, oh, yeah, um, they'll link whatever kind of mental illness they can to try to explain why someone went berserk and shot five people. <clears throat> how does, I as a manic depressive, how, do, how does someone live with the knowledge that they have manic depression or depression and not really hide it but not be afraid of other people knowing about it and labeling you as nuts? Why is that a good question for Buck09? This guy's playing a ska band. What the hell do they know about this stuff? Please. I don't even know what the hell this guy's asking. Drew, do you know? Yeah. Um, there are actually support groups for people with bipolar illness just to talk about exactly these sorts of things. And they got a metal people, detector at the And door? people who are on medications and stable are not nuts. You can go nuts if you're bipolar. It can happen. Your chemistry can drive you to a point that... Uh, you can be, do some pretty strange things. But if you've been stable for a long period of time, being taking care of yourself properly, just like if you had any other medical problems. I mean, a diabetic who uh, lets his blood sugar go out of control and get pretty goofy, too. Well, the, the support groups are, are mainly full of people who are just uh, wallowing in misery, and it's really no use. I've been to a couple of them, plus you know, numerous therapists and psychiatrists. And All right. Well, let me explain one thing real quick, Matt. There is no support group called the um, I Just Won the Lotto and Got Laid support group. You know what I mean? You're not, you're not going to run into the uh, I just banged a supermodel support group. Uh, support really? groups are made up of people that I'm are unhappy, usually. Although I would like to check that one out, but they, <laughs> they don't seem to have that one. You, you know what I mean? These are people yeah. that, that need support. Right. And, I, mean, uh, I don't mean to belittle you, but uh, obviously you're going to run into people that are a little dissatisfied. That's why they got into the support group. But like with anything, uh, the people around you and close to you are going to have to know you for you and be understanding and supportive of whatever medical problems you have. And to the extent that you take care of yourself and are stable, they will feel secure. And uh, it, it would be a non-issue eventually. I mean, people will not even think of you as... Matt the bipolar because you you will not be you'll be stable you'll be taking care of your medical problems seeing a doctor regular having your medications adjusted and that's that you'll just be mad and I, I, uh, although mental Ill illness is certainly stigmatized to some degree by the society I don't think people are scared of bipolars I don't think people uh, are fear people that are on medication I mean there's a lot of jokes and that sort of thing and I'll grant him that but I don't think people are worried that these guys are going to come into the work with a shotgun and take everyone out mm -mm. should we worry her? No. No. Okay. All right. Uh, I had something I want to say, but I can't remember what it was. All right. It is a love line. We're running late for our little 10-second intermission. We have Bucko 9 here tonight, and we'll be back with John and Jonas in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. WHFS Annapolis. You are listening to Loveline on 99.1 HFS. All right. Oh, the boys are enamored with the cough button. Yeah. Someone's got to put some Your duct Royal tape Highness. over that thing. <laughs> You're getting more grandiose all the time. What? I, I think when someone brings you a mug of tea, you should thank them. I said Drew. thank you. No, I didn't hear any thank you. Grandpa. And did, uh, did he thank you? Could you hear me say thank you? No. I, said, no? I can't thank hear you. Ann, thank but you. no. I can't hear you. Hi. Oh, there okay. you are. He whispered it. 
Yes. There was a little head nod if, there. And if I had said it... You know what? We've been working together for 10 years, so I know when he means things. All right. But See? poor uh, Lisa brought him a mug of steaming something yesterday, and he said nothing at all. I'm just trying to keep... And if I say something, he goes, hey, can we do a radio show here? Oh, please, Drew. <laughs> Speak up. Drew, this is five minutes before the show started, please. I saw a little hand stroking there. <laughs> he said, "Was well, well, I was apologizing uh, for asking her to do it." Uh, all right, so bad. all right, uh, let's get back to the show, Drew. Please, Fucko yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nine is here. Uh, Twenty-eight dodgy. teeth is the name of the CD, <laughs> and it's back to the phones. We go, Derek. Hey, Alan. Hey, Alan. My parents just got a satellite dish. Hold on, Derek. Yeah. Who are you calling, Alan? Is, is Alan there? Yeah. Yeah, what's up, dude? Hey, man, Maybe what's call going him on? Drac instead of Derek. Oh. Yeah, what's up, Dr. Drew? Hey, it's I'm, Adam, dude. My parents got this a satellite an dish, asshole. and then they have porno. Yeah. And I saw it, and sometimes I get a rod. Yeah, housekeeping! Beavis, what's, what's up? What's up, boys? <laughs> Who's what? this guy? Housekeeping! Housekeeping? What the hell does that mean? It's from Tommy Boy, you nerd. What's going on? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, you, oh, and you... Oh, yeah, all right. Okay. Sorry. I thought it was Cornholio. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, well, if it isn't crappy and cruddy. Oh, you are perfect. Boy, what? you know what? I take it back. You have talent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gifted. I can play a scared kid. You fooled us completely, David. Daddy, don't. <laughs> Tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the great David Spade. <laughs> you can take great out, but I'll take David Spade. Uh, all right, you want to talk about the TV show? Well, if you're going to beat it to death, I guess so. How's that going? <laughs> oh, I don't like to talk about it, but if you bring it up, uh, it's, uh, you know, last time I was on, I was telling you about my little dopey show. Well, last time you were on, I believe it was about mm, four four months ago, five months He's ago, something that. like that, yeah, maybe six ago. months. And the show had oh, no, been on for a couple of episodes, right. and then you said it was going to come back as part of the new fall lineup. Right. And I guess we're at that point, aren't we? And don't wish too hard, because guess what? It came true. And was that last week that it uh, premiered? No, it's actually this tomorrow's week. the first one. Oh, it is. I yeah. thought uh, I thought I thought the station started last some week. Some stuff did. Well, some did. I, I'm learning about this myself. I don't know what's going on. I'm not even part of must see. I'm part of please see if you're around. <laughs> it's NBC, but it's not part of their precious Thursday. What night is it? It's Tuesday. It's tomorrow night. Ah, it's I guess. Uh, I guess he mentioned that. After Frazier, how about that? True. That's your favorite show, isn't it? Yeah. It is. He's no, like, oh, he's I, like, I, there's like three I'm shows. Doctor, we should hang out. No, it's about. <laughs> So that three shows I watch sometimes. Which Do one? You, Drew, come no, on! I no. want you to put us in the rotation. David Spade. Well, now we were automatic. Well, I think you you were coming on after we were had to leave to broadcast, right? You come on at like nine. I come on at oh yeah. You have to go to work. Yeah. Nine thirty. Yeah. It goes okay. Fraser Austin Dateline NBC. Not bad. Not a bad uh, couple of shows to be boxed in between. Not a bad little hammock. Boxed in between. Now, how, how does it work? <laughs> And I, I swear to God, I was about to call him Derek, because that's what it says up on, on the screen. Uh, how does it work, David? I mean, do they get the ratings in? And you It's know? tricky. I think it's like, like a movie opening. It's all about, you know, the first week, how it does. It's not quite as much pressure as a movie, because sometimes TV ratings go up and down and blah, blah, blah. But this is their first week of their whole NBC fall schedule. So tonight was like all Chick Monday. You know, you've heard about that. Right. They were trying to counter-program Monday Night Football. 
Yeah, right. So I don't know if it worked. We'll find out tomorrow. And then tomorrow night is like Mad About You. Their baby episode is finally here. Oh, I, for Christ's sake. I was watching I know, them. Don't even start. And uh, then there's uh, Well, listen, I don't give a good goddamn what the kid's name is, by the way. I like the, when they say, and his name is, then a big question mark, like everyone's on the edge of their seat. Like I'm, yeah, I'm losing <laughs> sleep at night whether the guy's name is Tom or Bob. I know. <laughs> All I do is I hope people tune in to for a ratings bonanza to see if they named him Derek. <laughs> Derek. So then it's, then it's news radio, then it's uh, Frazier, then us, just shoot me, and then it's um, Dateline. All right, what about the weekends? No, I'm just kidding, David. What about <laughs> what about the weekend? <laughs> All right, so and uh, the reviews have been pretty good, haven't they? I guess so, yeah. I mean, since we're in a weird spot because we're not really a new show, we're not an old show because it was already on six times, so... It's kind of uh, it kind of gets skipped over when they talk about new shows, but I think it'll do all right. It's actually pretty funny, and I think it'll be good. And you can watch it, and then if you don't like it, don't watch it again. Well, now why do they do that? And uh, I know you probably told us the story last time you're here, but they ran it for six episodes. They pulled it, so they weren't uh, so in love with it that they would just let it keep going, right? Well, but, no, we yeah. only did six. Summer. Oh, you only you, you only did six, and then summer came around. Yeah, we only did six. Then we all went to summer camp. Oh, okay. And uh, with the NBC Peacock. Right. And now, how many? How many are you gonna do now? Well, now we do like thirteen of them, and then they see how it goes, and if they like it, we do more. But you know that routine. Oh. Well, you know that drill. Oh, I know. Is there uh, but a band no. there that's just like, why is this guy? Yeah, Bucko That's what I was thinking. Miserable about right now. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> that's this all right. Just a quickie because last time I was there. This gorgeous girl, Brittany Powell, is on with me, and Dr. <laughs> Drew didn't give me the time of day. Yeah, I miss no. Brittany. He didn't even know I was alive. Does she still have a TV show? Uh, is Brittany Powell? I, I don't know. She was on, like, Sunset Beach or Miami Falls or some, <laughs> something that had to do with Miami frolicking. Spice. She was on one of those Aaron's Pacific Palisades. Yeah, and you oh, know canceled? you got to be That's all right. She's, uh, she's still prime time in yeah, my... Yeah, she's uh, a doll. So she was, I was on there, and you guys were chilling me. And then, so this time, I thought... I can't drive all the way down there to just get brushed off. Well, when are you going to come back? Dr. Drew, give right. me the straight arm. Stop paddling. Uh, when are you coming back? Come back where? To there? Yeah. Whenever. Uh, it's fun. I'll come in there again. I'll come on uh, with Laura. Why don't you come on uh, Monday, the following Monday, one week from today? <laughs> hey, I'm looking easy, up at the calendar. Easy. What's wrong with that? Uh, no, I might be in Phoenix. I have a gig in Phoenix. You doing stand-up? Yeah, but then after that, I'll... Uh, all right. I'll come in the week after that. If you guys don't mind, it'll be fun. We always have a good time when I'm there, right? Yes. Derek, I mean, David. Oh, you're I have good advice, don't I? Yeah, yeah, you do. Leave it alone, it'll go away. Do you, hold on. Drew, do you even know who you're talking to, by the way? Derek. David. <laughs> Drew, well, you're funny. Don't, don't run from your feelings. When we're there, we have the time of our lives. It's true, we are one. Hey, David, Ann tells me your book for November 2nd. What's that? For Loveline? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that'll be cool. All right, that's yeah. soon enough. Yeah, right. well, I don't want to hog the time. These guys are cool in there, and I appreciate you letting me call. All right, well, actually, I'm going to drop in on November 2nd and take some of your time, pal. That's a real problem, because if you got into my psyche, Drew, you'd have a field day. Oh, yeah. The more I talk, the more David, you figure I, out. David, I've known you long enough and well enough to know that. Yeah, what a mess I am. Well, you're no Andy Dick, but you're still pretty screwed up. <laughs> Just shoot me. Premieres. Fan, and I will talk to you guys soon. I'll be in there November 2nd, and we'll rock it out. All right, David. Thanks for All calling. Right, thanks, you guys. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. All yeah. right. Uh, just shoot me tomorrow night, I guess, at uh, 9 o'clock following Frazier. Help um, watch the show. Get good ratings. Uh, that way, David can um, keep the... Um, the H habit alive. I think you know what I'm talking about. And it's boxed in nicely, as you said. 
Yeah, you can't go wrong with that line. Dateline. We need to get boxed in somewhere. <laughs> Here's the difference between uh, them and what, what we do on TV. Uh, they shoot 13 episodes and then have to uh, wait and see if they get picked up again. We shoot, what, 65 episodes yes. and wait to see if we get picked up again. But the difference is... is uh, They get paid? Yes. <laughs> Our they 60- and, and they get promotion. Yes. Oh. Hey, true. Wow. Oh, if they're listening, they're going to be pissed at Drew for a change. Jamie. Yes. Hey, you're 21. Yes, I am. What's going on? I was uh, calling about the uh, gal who called earlier about her breast size. Um, I'm a 36D myself, and I'm only 5'3". Mm-hmm. I started growing breasts when I was, like, 6th uh, grade. In the 7th grade, I had uh, C-cup, borderline D-cup. I got called everything from Dolly Parton to Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Okay? Oh. Um, but I also am an ex-hooter girl. And uh, you learn to get used to it. Oh, hooter girl. Okay. That's like one word. (laughs) A hooter girl. Uh Uh-huh. What I'm saying is that she should um, uh, keep better posture. Just hold her, you know, hold herself a little more upright. She wouldn't have such a hard time. I'm also trained to be a massage therapist, so I know a lot about anatomy. Oh, could you imagine uh, Jamie uh, coming over and working you over with those double Ds? (laughs) You know, I have a hard time keeping my breasts out of it, and someone suggested I do it in my hooter uniform. I was like, how hard do you think it would be with that uniform on? Oh. <laughs> and, and you see, no, I mean, I just got a massage, uh, what was it, a month or so ago, Drew? And right. I was saying, I got a massage from a guy. But I was scared that after lying on my belly for a half hour and wearing nothing but a sheet, when he told me to flip over, there might be something there. <laughs> I really was. I mean, just, you know, get naked. If, hey, if I stand around naked for a half hour, I'm going to get wood eventually. <laughs> and if it's I get the breeze catches you just right. Yeah. <laughs> right. They prepare us. They prepare us. You know, we're, we're, we're able to deal with it. But has that ever happened to you, Jamie? Actually, it's never happened to me yet, but there's, a, there's another guy. Uh, who are you working with? Uh, veterans or something? No. What do you mean? There's mean- a le- another lady who did it, and uh, this gentleman had go- been going to her for several years, you know. And he goes, well, it happened once. And, and he goes, well, what did you do? He goes, it's not what I did, it's what she did. She flicked it. She flicked it? <laughs> she flicked it with her finger. He said it never happened again. <laughs> I would never do that, but... <laughs> yeah. Define it. Uh, his penis. Boy, that make you feel better. You don't, uh, you don't waffle too much, Jamie. You go right for the P word. Uh, she flicked it. All right, dick. so you're saying uh, if a girl has large breasts, she should uh, hold her head up, uh, hold her jugs oh, out, yeah. and walk erect. Be, be proud of And be proud. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wear them in a, you know, in a sling and show them off, but, I mean, not not totally. Right. Well, you're, I, don't hang out. I mean, I used to be a 36 triple D. I lost weight. Oh. My mother is 5'1". She just had a breast reduction surgery from a 36 triple D to a regular D. Oh, boy. I'd love to get, I'd love to get out to the family reunion. <laughs> Uh, well, she had a breast. She's uh, she's 47 years old. She looks like she's about 35. Very. My mother and I. I'm very much like my mother. We're very hourglass figures. Um, for her, it was starting to get a little hard on her back. But she's a triple D, and she's only five one. So You're in right. that case, I'd say yeah. You know. Get All right, but I I think your argument of being shorter and having heavier breasts uh, does not does not bode well with me because I would think the taller you were, using uh, leverage. Well, I used to have people say I had the perfect size breast if I was 11 feet tall. Okay. So, I mean, you know, how can you balance it out? I've, I've you know. All right, Jamie. You just got to, you got to. Jamie? Yeah. Jamie, just put the outfit on and dance around, baby. Around. <laughs> 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 no, I used to work at Hooters, and that was one of the most popular questions is, uh, what size is your bra and do you wear underwear? 
And uh, I, t- I tell you, Jamie, I'm getting rid of you now so I can talk about Hooters for a second. Okay. Okay. I don't know if you guys have been to Hooters before, but and uh, it's not normally my kind of place. Uh, I, 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 you know, to me, if I'm going to a strip club, I want to go to a strip club. And uh, I'm not necessarily interested in the boobs and food mixture. I like uh, I like to go to a place where I can just ogle, topless, and I don't and have bottomless. to pretend not to not to notice. Yeah, or uh, I'll go for a topless okay. place so I can enjoy beer. But Hooters, at least the one I went to one time, had uh, about ten or eleven women working there. They were all spectacular. It's not just like they get a good looking one for the poster and then they got a bunch of dogs in the in the, in the back, you know, flipping hash or something. They're all were amazing. Drew, have you ever been to the Hooters? No. Never brought the kids to the Hooters? No. No. <laughs> Since getting, getting close to that time. Justin? Yeah. Hey, you got a question for the band? Uh, yeah, actually, I do. Um, first of all, Adam, your analogy on the horn thing? Right on, dude. Definitely. That's that's what music is nowadays, huh? Yeah. Well, um, I'm glad. Um, how'd you guys get hooked up with Primus, guys? Um, actually, they, uh, the call came in uh, from their agent to ours. Wasn't it um, less? It was, uh, yeah, I guess the band themselves, Primus, uh, they're lo- they're going out on this fall tour to promote their new album, and uh, they were looking for bands, and they they uh, they called us. I'm not really sure how or why, or I guess Les Claypool was, um, that's what I had heard. Now, are they yeah, opening for you? You guys opening for them? No, no, we're opening. <laughs> up, we're no, see, no, that's what I heard. That's why I asked. Because I yeah, I understand. For you. No. Like, how the hell did you guys score that? No, we're opening up for them, and... Uh, it just kind of came. It came to us through the, uh, you know, through the channels that these things usually go through. Right. And uh, you know, we graciously ex- accepted because, uh, you know, they're one of our favorite bands. I've sure. got a good idea, just right. for fun, because you haven't started the tour yet. Yeah. Uh, when you show up, uh, whatever your first venue is, uh-huh. and uh, Primus is there, uh, you guys just stand around, and you, yeah. you're going to have to coach the whole band. And if there's a guy who can't play along good, just tell him to wait out in the bus. There's always someone who ruins it. And just look at them, you know, straight in the face and go, uh, well, you guys better get out there. It's, uh, it's almost eight. And they go, huh? And you go, come on, set your equipment up. And they go, <laughs> no, you're, you're opening for us. Oh, and then just get real indignant. And yeah. Just start freaking out on them. And then laugh real hard. Like go, <laughs> okay, okay. All right, no, good. All right. But seriously, you better start setting up the drum kit. And just just keep going with it, and then yeah. just uh, start getting pissed off and ask for a phone. <laughs> do you think they'd do that, Justin? Oh, absolutely. That that would definitely be cool. That's why I was wondering. I was like, how the hell do they do that? Because that just doesn't seem possible. But I mean, I love you guys to death. Yeah. I think you guys are just awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks. I really enjoy your music. Where are you awesome. calling from? I'm calling from Fresno, California. Actually, cool. You guys gonna get out that way? I doubt actually, it. we were just out in Fresno. Did we play it at that um, that uh? What was it called? That radio festival. You're talking about Camp Kale Me? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, there's yeah. one in Fresno. They, had, they actually had... You guys Where had the one... Rev, the Rev the, you know the Rev, Fresno. the DJ out there? Yeah, yeah the, the Rev. The, yeah, that station had a uh, had a radio festival. It was like Smash Mouth, Sugar Ray. You didn't hear about it? Oh, the yeah, big, the it, uh, mighty KFRR out there. Yeah, KFRR. Yeah. That's right. Hey, Kupfer. It was the birthday I celebration. Mean, the, the birthday bash. Matter of fact, you guys, uh, I, I believe, were on uh, KFRR right now. Yeah. That's and what I'm listening to you guys on. That means you guys are on there, okay, too. Yeah, killer. <laughs> oh, we've come full circle with this conversation. That's how Justin heard the show, and that's why he called in, Drew. All right, uh, I've completely lost control here. What? James. James, yeah. you're 15. I'm sorry about the last time. This is the um, guy you put in purgatory. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, yeah. You know, it's great. They always apologize. <laughs> if they didn't, they're afraid they get hung <laughs> up on next time. All right, man. Um, when, when I was in fifth grade, about at the end, you know, before um, summer started... 
I got this thing with my penis, you know, it was like, um, you know, it's kind of like discomfort, you know, thing moves a little bit, and, you know, it bothers the hell out of me. So, um, you kind of, you know, I kind of thought, you know, it's going to go away, it's going to go away, but, um, it kind of got, it, it kind of got worse and worse and worse, you know, and, um, you know, it, it kind of got better here, and then it got worse again, so it keeps going on and off, and, um, you know, I got to some uh, bad... 18? This is not uh, pain with erection, right? It's just kind of a, a weird sensation you have all the time? No, there's no, like, pain or anything. What is it? <laughs> what, what do you feel weird about? No, it's just, um, kind of like, just, just, it's got to be, like, in there, you know, locked in. And if it moves, it just bothers me. Ha has anything ever happened to you? Were you ever touched or sexually abused when you were young? No, I don't think so, no. Um, the, well, the other the other time I've seen this particular syndrome, and I've seen. Wait a minute! Wait, wait, Did listen. he answer your question on whether there was pain with the erection or pain? He said no. It's just it, 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 this is a particular syndrome, and I've seen this a few times. And this is, do you, let me ask a couple of questions. Do you, do you have a lot of uh, sort of rituals you do during the day? You wash your hands a lot of times, and mm, not really. Do you have to have you know? Do you have to have certain numbers and turn your TV off a certain way and that kind of thing? No, not exactly. I don't think so. Not exactly. How, how does it work with you? Sometimes I feel like, you know, i got to put my money in this certain way. Or something. Right. Okay. You have to close the door a certain number of times. Usually not, though. Just once in, the, once in every balloon. Well, all right. The, 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 a, a syndrome I've seen this occur with uh, is an obsessive-compulsive disorder. And it's a very strange syndrome. Women get this very strange preoccupation of feeling about their genitalia. And, and medicines that are good for obsessive compulsive disorder like Prozac or Luvox uh, and Afronil, these things are, uh, I, I've seen them take these symptoms away completely. Okay? So it does not have to mean that he was sexually abused. It can be part of the biology of. You know what I think it was, though? Um, like when I was small, I would like really masturbate a lot since like three or, three or something or four to like now, you know? And um, yes. I think it's because my mom would sometimes tell me, like, don't, don't touch yourself, you know? Mm. And, um, mm. after, okay, after doing it for such a long time, I kind of, like, I think my brain made up, this, made up its own problem because I always felt that it was bad. Well, and I think to cope with the problem, I made, my brain just, I just kind of made up this problem myself. Well, it's definitely something that has a biological component to it. It may have a psychological component, but you need to get treatment for it before you're hurt yourself. Oh, but yourself. Um, I was thinking of um, hypnosis. Do you think? No, you see a psychiatrist. And there are medication that will help with this, okay? Could he go to someone to uh, hypnotize him into going to a psychiatrist? <laughs> people, people have very unrealistic expectations about what they can, how they can be fixed. No, no, no. Believe me, I went, I went and got uh, hypnosis one time. I, I, all I could hear is people driving up and down Ventura Boulevard where the office was. I was like, I'd be lying there, and it'd be like a half hour into... Okay, Adam, you're a supreme being, you're very confident, you love your parents, and I'd say, uh, it's a 52 Oldsmobile going down the street. I could just hear uh, every, every single thing. I, I couldn't be hypnotized whatsoever. Drew, can you be hypnotized? I've never tried. Uh, John, some people, some people can't be hypnotized, Adam. No, I've never I tried it. That. It's like class. That's true. Yeah, I don't think I can. Do you think it's worth a try, though? No. Listen, hold on a second. Let me yell at James. James? Yeah. You've taken up five minutes of the doctor's very important time. Right. He's telling you what you need to do. That's why you called, so you could get his opinion. He has rendered his opinion. Now, you got a problem? You called in? You want to take care of it? Fine. He's told you what to do. Please do it. See this guy. Okay? Right. That's fine. 
Interesting you picked up on how a lot of obsessives are, compulsives are. You tell them what to do, and they just go right <clears throat> off onto their own stuff. Uh, James sounded like he had a little something up with him. And uh, here's, by the way, what I've learned from this show, and uh, now tend to trust it in real life. You can basically tell what's up with people by having about a mm, two-minute conversation with them. <laughs> yeah. And really. it doesn't really matter what you're talking about. It's not really about the content of the conversation, but it's more about their inflection and their right. voice and the quality and the way they put together their sentences. And the way they make you feel. Yeah. Yeah. The vibe that you yeah, get yeah, off yeah, of them. Yeah. You could be talking about the, the Dodgers, or you could be talking about the space shuttle, or you could be talking about your family, now, what, with, whatever with, it in, is. In James's case, Adam's first clue is when he talked about cutting off his genitalia. Adam thought, yeah. oh, so, mm, maybe something's up with him. So that's why it'd be a good yeah. drink. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a red flagger, is what <laughs> I would call it. genitalia. When a 15-year-old talks about uh, removing his genitalia at 18. Uh, that's I, a bit I, severe. That was, yeah. Maybe he should move to Zaire, where there's tribes who do that for fun. They cut off their genitalia? Yeah. No, you're full of crap. <laughs> True, you go for anything that has to do with genital uh, mutilation, don't you? <laughs> All right, we'll be back with Buck09. And Drew, why don't you sell the hell out of the next call? Here's Al. He wants to know why he fantasizes about girlfriends having sex with other men. Okay, this is good. Meanwhile, as the faceless evil closes in on the hapless sleeping populace across town in a shanty one-bedroom, an old woman feeds her parakeet. Come on, Chirpy, have some cheese. You love cheese. Since when are you afraid of cheese? Loveline will be right back. Everybody, this is D. Snyder, and I'm the host of a new show on Podcast One called Snyder Comments. Get it? It's not a proper noun. It's an adjective. I'm Snyder than you are. Each week, each Wednesday, as a matter of fact, I'll talk about the world of rock, but sometimes it goes beyond that. It will always go beyond that. And it goes the world around us. It goes to pop culture. It may go to politics. But it always be my observations. So tune into Snyder Comments on Podcast One every Wednesday. Hi, this is David Spade, and when I'm driving around listening to the radio, if there's absolutely nothing on any other station, I listen to Loveline with Adam and Drew, because I'm naughty. He's also sassy, that boy. John and Jonas are here from Buck09. Name of the CD, 28 Teeth. It's got uh, art on it that reminds me of, uh, what is it, like Doomsbury or something? I don't know why. Actually, like the cops. Looks Skateboarding like it, graphics, kind of. Isn't there a, a cop on, like, a cartoon strip or something that looks... Yeah. I don't know if it's Doonesbury or what it is, That's but a... it just reminds me of that. Does that remind you of that? No. Okay. Well, the guy who did the graphics, um, his name's Ron Cameron, and he designed skateboard graphics for Blockhead. Is that right, John? Yeah, it's Blockhead skateboards back in the, like, late 80s, I And guess. he just designed this stuff? Yeah, I mean, he, just, yeah. he just, like, flat... He just drew that up for us and, like, showed it to us, and we liked... And that was, like, almost like the original drawing of it. You know, what's, uh, you, you know what's cool about art is, like, you look at this, um, the, uh, the drawings on this, and they're not real advanced, and you think, uh, eh, someone with marginal talent could do this, but they can. the thing that's, it, it's, it's uh, all right, I'll try to articulate myself here. Drew, you tell me if you know what I'm talking about here. Sometimes you see art, or a character, or whatever, and it's real simple stuff. 
And yeah. you think, uh, I could have done that. Yeah. But it works. Yeah. And there's totally. other stuff that's real simple or yeah. even more advanced, but it doesn't work. Doesn't work. Yeah. And I can't quite explain what it is in yeah. humans that understand what works and what doesn't work. I mean, like, you take a look at, like, Bart Simpson, and you go, this is a ridiculous drawing. Right. I mean, there's no hairline or anything. There's just <laughs> this bizarre head that goes up like this. And it, it, like, but for some reason, it works. And I can't quite explain. I guess that's the difference between successful artists. Well, these he brings and, uh, these characters to life. Hosts. You know, these kind of characters on the C R C D. That we would like them so much because they're kind of they represent like characters, and you can kind of see what their personalities would be like. You know, so like that guy in the bottom right. And like each character kind of has his own song that he's like attached <laughs> to too. <laughs> but there's a theory called Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, that's like the theory of art. Yeah. Unless you're really good. But there's nothing, nothing worse than someone trying to do uh, really elaborate art who sucks. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Drew, you know what I'm talking about? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Can you give lie? us an example of one of those people? True. Uh, this is Al. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> Al's not, uh, Drew's not playing along tonight. <laughs> hey, Al. How you guys doing? What's going on? All right. My, uh, I don't know if it was a problem. I don't know. Just, I want to tell you what, what's going on. That I tend to fantasize about... Um, other men or women having sex with the girls that I uh, go out with or I'm just having a sex relationship with. Mm-hmm. Is this past boyfriends or is this just any man? No, no, just n any, any, just make them up. Yeah, but what I mean is, is like, you go out with a girl. Yeah. She uh, had a boyfriend prior to you. Yeah. You Maybe you meet the guy. Do you no, then no, 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 not, not, nothing like oh, that. You just make up, no, no, like, no. you're just, he has fantasies about... His girl with other guys. Is that what you're saying, dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be a white guy, a black guy, a black guy. Yeah, just guy. whatever, yeah. Or women once in a while. Uh-huh. This is while you're physically involved with somebody or just when you're by yourself? Um, while we're actually having sex and while we're not. Uh-huh. But uh, so what I'm saying, I know I'm beating this to the ground. It's just a random guy. Yeah. It's, it's not it's some, some story she told you about some guy. No, no, no. Nothing like that. Nothing specific. Nothing specific. Hey. I, I, don't, I don't even know who the guy is. I just uh, think about... Could you work me in there? <laughs> I mean, I mean, what does your girlfriend look like? I don't care. It's just my fantasy life. You know? I mean, I'm not really humping her. I'll still count it, though. She's good looking. <laughs> well, yeah, they all are. So it's just a strange man. Yeah, just any guy. Okay. I, I, I don't even are you like in picturing yourself, like the three of you guys together? Is no, I'm, I'm not in it. I just... Oh, it's, it's, it's him and her. Yeah, it's like voyeurism. You know, just oh, yeah. Are you there with a yeah. camera, like a video camcorder? Hey, he's a voyeurist. No, just, just looking. Mm-hmm. And when she... Uh, this is a little bit off the subject, but it's, it's, has, it's germane in some ways. When she tells you, do you get turned on, like when she tells you about past experiences with other guys and that kind of thing? Uh, no, I, we don't, I don't even say anything. I, no, I they, is, they don't even know I, I, I fantasize about this. I think this is more of sort of a, this kind of a, a demeaning, uh, almost aggressive quality to this. You know, do you feel that at all? Mm, uh, I'll have to go with yes, because I've done this before. It seems I'm demeaning <laughs> and aggressive in relationships. All of them. It's, well, it's happened with all your girlfriends. I know, I've only had three girlfriends, but every other woman that I've slept with, it's happened the same thing. Even, even if you're sleeping with her for the first time. Even if it happens the first time. Sam, it's a, way, it's a way of distancing himself from the whole situation, right? It's sort of, don't you think? Yeah. It creates a much more, uh, it's, it's less of an intimacy because there's another person there rather than you having to actually deal with the person you're with. Uh, is the guy's penis bigger than yours? 
Um, I don't know. I don't look at their penis. I just like mm. just have this. I just concentrate. Because yeah, that'd like, be kind of weird, you know? Yeah, it'd be kind of weird. I just, I just, I just concentrate on like the position she's in, her, her expressions. You what, know? What would happen mm -hmm. if if you didn't include this fantasy and what was happening? No, I wouldn't. I mean, is this something like she that. knows about too, or is no. it just in your mind? Just in, just in his mind. Just in my mind. Do you satisfy your girlfriend? Do you yeah. know for a fact? Yeah, very well. But okay. I, I think it's a it's a fairly common fantasy of a lot of guys to see their girlfriend or wife or whoever with another guy, except for they don't really want them to be with another guy. Yeah. So they kind of keep it on a but fantasy he's, he, level. He's saying he can never have a physical intimacy without this fantasy intruding. Right. It happens. It happens all the time. Like yeah, all the time. Not ninety percent of the time. Do you ever have sex in front of the mirror? No. Well, yeah, yeah, I have, I have, I have. Yeah. If you were having sex in front of the mirror and you looked up into the mirror, would you yeah. be uh, seeing not that another guy? Not as a fantasy. What's that? Not, not as much as a fantasy that I have, that I have with her and other men. Wait, where does that one go? Uh, all right. That if, if I see myself having sex with a woman in a mirror, mm -hmm. it doesn't turn me on as much as fantasizing of her having sex with other men. Okay. Well, why don't you actually invite someone over to have sex with your girlfriend, and then uh, you can tell whether no, it's... No, no, no way. Dude. No. So you're not going for that? I'm not going there, man. <laughs> All right, I think it's an intimacy in a distance, though. Yeah, I think if you just uh, try to eliminate the fantasy and try to stay with the person... You know, sometimes I have problems, like, having an orgasm unless I think about it. Right. It gets too overwhelming, too, too uh, yeah, anxiety-provoking. and so. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I'm calling. <laughs> well... All right, so how's he cure it, Drew? Mm. This is a tough one. Yeah. What? Do you, hey, do you like your mom? Uh, yeah, of course. She's my mother. I love her. Did you? Do you ever? Was there any violence in your home ever when you were growing up? No, no, no nothing like that. No, I mean my my whole thing has been fine. I've never been abused, never been sexually abused. Nothing. I mean nothing like that. And your relationships been pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean the girls that I'm with kind of say that I'm like a little bit like sick because I tend to masturbate a lot. Uh huh. But the thing is that the reason why I'm asking everybody alive is because I fantasize about them when I'm in. Oh, so it's their fault. <laughs> yeah, it's their fault for getting intimate with me, you know? Do you right. watch pornos? Yeah, I do. Okay, and do you watch the scenes where there's a man and a woman and get off on that as opposed to woman on woman? Uh, no, I got off on both. Because maybe you're so obsessed, well, subconsciously with pornos, man on woman, that you can't achieve orgasm unless you think about a man so, so a behaviorally conditioned to that so stimulus. This, you have a uh, Pavlovian penis. <laughs> <laughs> so would this lead to me uh, like masturbating a lot? Because I get that a lot. That I masturbate too much, which I don't think so. Again, that's too an has an aggressive quality to it. So I, I don't know. The, you know, we're not going to get at it. How much is too much masturbation, Alan? What can we put you down for? Like um, on a bad day, like five or six times a day. Mm -hmm. On a bad day. What's a banner day? A uh, better day? Like <laughs> 10, day. 11. 11? <laughs> Yeah. All right. That's uh, that's fairly. Uh, listen, when I say you got a problem masturbating, uh, you got a problem. It's like Betty Ford saying, "I think you got a problem drinking." But I feel sorry for your penis. Actually, like you know, when I'm like regularly intimate with a woman, even like for example, before she comes, I masturbate like twice. While she's here, I masturbate like twice. When she leaves, I masturbate like twice. Really? Yeah. yeah. Something up. Yeah. Oh, oh boy, who's uh, who's doing the laundry over at Al's place? That's that's the big question. I got a piece of advice. Maybe if you just tried to refrain from masturbating just as hard as you can, because maybe you're desensitizing yourself so much to sex. Because when you masturbate, you're actually probably there, there is pulling some, harder. There's something going on with Al. Yeah, um, Al, Al's uh, very very obsessive about this. But this is interesting that you bring up the whole porn movie thing because I think you can. 
uh, find out a little bit about a guy's sexuality by how he views a porn movie. Now, I'm not saying whether he watches one or not. Let's just assume all guys have seen porn movies and most guys enjoy them. But when you watch a porn movie and you see a guy with a woman, most guys would probably say that they picture themselves in place in of the guy who's on top of the woman or uh, in the ones I rent. Uh, <laughs> he pictures, see, the problem with me is there's eight guys, so it's hard for me. <laughs> I have to actually make my way around <laughs> to envelop the body of all eight Marines before, <laughs> before we get to the, uh, the money shot. But the point Dan, are you is, listening to this, man? <laughs> when I watch a porn movie, and this is how come I think something's wrong with me, I just watch the porn movie, and I watch it almost at face value. Like, um, it's like going to a symphony. I don't picture myself out on stage with a cello. I just sit there and enjoy that's how I watch a porn movie. I'm, like, just watching. As a matter of fact, like, a grip could come by with a beer and a thing of duct tape on his belt or whatever. It wouldn't bother me at all. It's, it's just whatever's going on is going on. I don't put myself in the role of anybody who's actually out there. Mm -hmm. Now, do you guys, uh, Drew, uh, forget about Drew. Uh, John, what do you do? Do you, uh, do you just view? Um, I do both. You... Probably picture in, in the role right. and, and, and just watch. <laughs> You know, depending right. on the day. All right, so you're uh, you're flexible. Yeah, I'm flexible Jonas? with those. Yeah, uh, I would... <laughs> someone told me you're lying from the next room. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know, Anne? How can you see them? I can't even see them. I can see through the window here. Oh, oh, he's lying about what? What do, what do I do then? <laughs> All right, this is great radio. <laughs> Jonas, uh, what about era. yourself? Well, I would have to say I just take it at face value. You don't insert yourself into the video. No. I mean... I well, like I'm glad to hear this. I like watching, actually, and it's probably stereotypical of me to say this, but I like watching women with women in porno as more so as opposed to, like, men with women. Right. But that's probably, someone will say, that's so stereotypical. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, you could make an argument. You could really make a pro and con argument for just about all of the different porn scenarios. But I am definitely... Uh, I'll go for the occasional lesbian scene just to surprise myself, just to keep it fresh. Yeah. But uh, for me, it's uh, man and woman, heterosexual stuff, but yet I do not insert myself I into the video. I think I the best are the three, two girls and one guy. Those are the best ones. Two girls and one guy? Yeah. Uh, that's kind of oh. a little of both. Yeah, that does, that does kind of spread around. Although yeah. there is something to be and said. And the girls the are a little friendly, you know. I don't mind the two guys with one girl thing. I know that's yeah. uh, double the penis, but there's still... <laughs> double your buck. <laughs> there's uh, there's still something in it there for me. Drew, yeah. you're a... Uh, what are you? You're aged to perfection. Uh, you I'm like the older chicks, right? Just delighted to be here. Okay. Are you Sagittarius? No. All right. When we come back... Uh, Drew, you don't even know your sign, do you? Yeah. Drew was not uh, born during uh, any, any calendar month. He was just um, uh, hatched from <laughs> outer space. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, he asked... Okay, so... We're going to go to break. Drew is going to go talk to uh, the great Orson. And a little Mork and Mindy reference there. And uh, we'll be back after this. <laughs> the voices are trying to throw me off while they're. While I'm trying to concentrate on this. Okay, you're safe. Thank you. Loveline will be right back. What's up, everyone? This is Kellen Quinn from Sleeping With Sirens, and I'm turning things up as I bring you my new podcast. We like it loud every Tuesday on podcast1.com. 
I've got exclusive interviews with the hottest bands on the scene, and I'm also going to be connecting you, the fans, as I answer Twitter questions and give you exclusive access to the music industry like no one else. So download We Like It Loud with me, Kellen Quinn, every Tuesday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. It is a love line. John and Jonas are here from Bucko Nine. Jonas was just telling us about his love for BC Hill. And he, oh, yeah. <laughs> now, I've never seen one of those videos. Well, actually, I want to credit Royce from the Suicide Machines with introducing us to the art of bestiality. Well, we've had the I wouldn't really call machines. it art, dude. I, I would have to say that none of us enjoyed that day. What? But it was like one of those things. What animal God. were you looking at? He busted out this one where it was a, a, a pony. Horse, yeah, dude. a pony on a woman. And then there was a dog on a woman. And how do they uh, how do they get a pony yeah. on a woman? By the way, I mean, uh, how does that work? I mean, well, she, it, oh man, just thinking about it like really grosses me out. But uh, it, this, she was like, Germany she was like, something? she started like, massaging. She was. Sheath. They weren't having sex, you know. But right. they, she was like, you know, whatever, doing and doing them with the hand there. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You know, it always kills me is people that get really upset about these bestiality movies, not because of the. Not for the women that are involved, but for the animals. Yeah. Like, they get yeah. really... There's a lot of nutballs yeah. in this world that get right. really freaked out about animals. And yeah. uh, they're all screwed up, flawed people, if you ask me. Yeah. Listen, I don't like to see animals uh, destroyed. I don't want to see a uh, puppy ran over by a truck. But people that get really weird when, like, there's some uh, TV show and an insect gets stepped on or something, these are all screwed up people. But these people get really freaked out for the animal's point of view. And I'm yeah. thinking to myself... Hey, come on. This German Shepherd is in hog heaven. I mean, think about it. I mean, as a German Shepherd, you're getting a hand job. I mean, come on. How, you know, like the animal knows it's being exploited. What the hell's the animal care? It's eating, it's, you know, it's eating kibble out of a bowl, for Christ's sake, and getting a newspaper. I mean, uh, how can you exploit a uh, pony? Uh, let me tell you what pony ex exploitation is. Uh, putting a smelly saddle on it and having a bunch of snot-nosed kids ride around it on a circle <laughs> every day of your life down at the fair for about uh, 15 years until you finally just keel over and die. What would you rather do if you were a pony? Would you rather work in the lucrative, fast-paced porn industry? Or would you rather uh, work at some sort of uh, zoo, like petting zoo or something, and haul around Drew's kids all day long? Seriously, I think yeah, the pony's right. having the greatest time. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.